Nate. Listening to CITR Radio FM 
102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Flint from Edmonton, Alberta with New English. A couple weeks ago, I had a fucking battle. Yes, a battle of the fuck bands. Fuck the tundra versus fuck the facts. Well, out of the battle, what emerged? The band Flint, because Fuck the Tundra has a brand new band, or some members of Fuck the Tundra are in a new band from Edmonton called Flint. And you heard Flint with New English. Still love Fuck the Facts as well. Flint, New English on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. And today on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, speaking of English and communications far away, an interview with Man or Astroman's Bird Stuff on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. So Bird Stuff is going to be calling in to the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show because Man or Astroman are playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Biltmore. Man or Asterman, live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and Bird Stuff phoning in to the Nardward Human Survey Radio Show. And if you have any questions for Bird Stuff, 604-822-2487, 604-UBCCITR, or you can also tweet at Nardward, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. Right now, I'm going to play a track by a band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Ivy League Brawlers. They have a song about the Lionsgate Bridge. Since the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show is the drive-home radio show, you're listening to it for all the latest traffic updates, I thought I'd play something by the Ivy League Brawlers from North Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the song Lions. Gate on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR FM 102 K12. Cheerios, I go and catch the bus to go to 
downtown I get to work on time, I get to my desk and sit down Then I realize what I've been doing with my days I'm doing all like I was in a haze I thought I bought a cup, but I'll tell you what I mean I realize this ain't no life, it's just a routine What's I gonna do but fall into a trend I'd rather put my life to an end When I sat down at my desk until I went home There I lie in bed with my thoughts alone It's the moral of this story, if I may. What I mean, no matter how hard you try, you can't escape.
In the years following the Second World War, two basic patterns began to influence the growing science of space travel. Rockets or guided missiles grew larger and larger. Atomic power plants grew smaller and smaller, compact enough to be contained in a submarine, finally in a rocket ship. Attention ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce a breakthrough in radio technology. For the first time, the BBC, working hand in hand with intergalactic audio pioneers, Man or Astro Man, present to you the fully digital version of Mr. John Peel. And now, allow me, the digital John Peel, to introduce the next audio selection. Entitled The Miracle of Genuine Pyrex, by man or Astro Man.
is at 9, a Birmingham man and his microphone sparked a national airport security scare. Tonight, he steps up to our mic to tell his side of the story. He didn't realize just how much commotion one microphone could cause. But Brian Teasley is now rethinking what he takes on a plane next time. His mic briefly shut down the Dallas-Fort Worth airport on Thursday. And now, as Fox 6 News reporter Karen Church shows us, the Birmingham native says he and several federal agents are enjoying a sigh of relief. It wasn't funny at the time. Thousands of passengers at DFW were evacuated because something resembling a pipe bomb was found in Brian Teasley's luggage. Uh, this microphone here, uh, one of the gentlemen in the band actually made, it's, it's called a copper phone. But to TSA and FBI agents, it looked like a bomb. And in Dallas, they tore up his luggage to figure out what it was. Meanwhile, Brian was flying happily to Birmingham, unaware of what was going on. It is a situation of just, you know, not expecting any, you know, not suspecting anything was happening, and really it was a lot of stuff going down, like as I was on the plane. Brian and his band Polyphonic Spree had just finished taping Austin City Limits, and Brian brought the mic to do some recording at his home in Avondale. Hopefully, to my defense, you know, I know nothing about bomb making, so to me, you know, there's going to be some minority report kind of you know machine where they're going to be like there's no plutonium in the flux capacitor so it's going to be you know it's fine it's a microphone and i wasn't even thinking about it at the time but once he landed and realized his luggage was not on the plane he headed for taco bell and that's when he got the bad news um, i mean it was the fbi that actually first told me it's like you know you've made the national news and you shut down the dallas airport and I was like, uh, no, I was just thinking about fire sauce versus mild sauce. Now he and the band are headed for David Letterman, but without the mic. I think I'm just going to ship it this time. In Birmingham, Karen Church News. And you're listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Who are you? Uh, my name is uh, Birdstuff from the intergalactic combo known as Man or Astro Man. From Grid Sector 23V61? 23-B-61. Close. Very close. And Manor Astroman are coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada tonight to play the first time in Vancouver in a long time, the Biltmore Cabaret. You're really... It's, it's true. It's true. You're really coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, aren't you, Mr. Bird Stuff? Yes, and we are big fans of... Uh, Canada, uh, Canada. We have actually one uh, one member uh, residing in uh, Vancouver right now, or White Rock. I don't know if you count that, but yeah, close enough, huh? No way, really. A member of Manor Asterman is from White Rock, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah, it's it's very true. Uh, our our new uh, rhythm guitar player, uh, Victor Vector, resides very near uh, where you are broadcasting from right now. Could you please go down with the other names and ages of the members of Man or Astroman Bird Stuff? And what instruments do they play? And what type of instruments? Because they're very interesting with Man or Astroman, aren't they? Yes, uh, they're fairly interesting. Uh, uh, Star Crunch um, is our guitar player and kind of the uh, child prodigy of the band. He's three months old, and he uh, plays... Uh, 
most right guitars. We, we're also playing uh, these most right copies called Hallmarks now and uh, various other devices. He plays a ray gun. And uh, Victor Vector is our rhythm guitar player. He also plays the ace tone organ. Uh, Coco, the electronic monkey wizard, is in charge of all redneck technologies uh, via Tesla coils, theremins, uh, and various odd uh, playback devices. And then I kind of, uh, I kind of play the hi hat. I just play the. I'm just using a hi hat this tour. And Mr. Birdstuff of Manor Asterman, your other combo that you have participated in, because of course Manor Asterman is the main is the main occupation for you right now. The polyphonic spree. I played a little clip there where there was a little quote from you. It's all about Taco Bell and mild and fire sauce. What's that about? Well, you know, it's uh, it just kind of shows the inefficiency of. Uh federal security in the United States. Uh, when I was in Dallas and shut down the airport there with the microphone that was uh, aforementioned, uh, it was, uh, you know, I got all the way to Birmingham, which is where I reside, and had enough time to go to Taco Bell, so there's no telling what kind of damage I could have done. You know, and I think, uh, you know, I was probably, you know, it's not good having guns around you and having the FBI hold you hostage when you got a couple bean burritos in you, if you know what I mean. So for people that maybe didn't quite understand the clip that I played, just briefly, what happened there? You did something that you've always done and suddenly got nailed for it big time? Yeah, well, uh, a, a friend in the band makes uh, these microphones called uh, copper phones, which are kind of these, uh, well, they basically look like a pipe bomb. Um, it's kind of a vintage AM radio type of sound. And I, not thinking, just borrowed one and put it in my suitcase. Of course, it was wrapped in a a red polyphonic spree robe, which is not the best thing to wrap a pipe bomb looking thing in. And uh, when I landed in Birmingham from Dallas, uh, my bag wasn't there and I was kind of pissed and filed a lost baggage claim. And then finally just laughed and decided, hey, I'm gonna get uh, two, bur- two bean burritos with no cheese, add rice and a large Diet Pepsi. And got home and then a guy walked up to me, kind of uh, David Duchovny and X-File style and said, are you Brian Teasley? And I said, uh, yeah. And he leaned over into his collar and said, we got him. And that's when the cars pulled up and blocked my house and federal air marshals and FBI agents uh, surrounded me. And it was great fun. And uh, yeah, it, it was cool having them go through the house. I have a giant, uh, like kind of exploded view drawing of a, uh, of a Kalishnikov above my television. And I thought that was really interesting for them to see. And we got you right now, Brian Birdstuff yeah. of Manor Astroman. And we have a caller right now. Caller, are you there? Radio. Go ahead to Birdstuff from Man or Astroman, caller. Radio. Caller? Hi, caller. Caller, go ahead to Brian Birdstuff from Man or Astroman. Oh, I'm down three, four. Welcome to my castle! Welcome to my castle! Welcome to my castle! Welcome to my castle! Oh. Welcome to my castle! 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 Fuck the sugar cubes! It's the cops! Caller, doot doo 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 
Caller, are you still there? Do 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 loot do. I well, think that's all they had. You know, that's my favorite evaporator song, though. The caller phones every week singing that, and it's not a plant by me either. I just I'm totally amazed. The caller just continually phones in and does that. I guess deserves some sort of award. And if you'd like to get an award, callers out there in Radioland, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. If you'd like to phone and ask Brian Bird Stuff from Manor Astroman any questions, and Brian is playing tonight with the Manor Astro Men. Is it Astro Men or Man? Can you say men too, or is that an insult? They're very correct, and we like to think of our band as being very grammatically superior because it actually forms a question. And it's man or astro dash man question mark. If you want to be correct, that is the most correct way to do it. And caller, are you there? I am, sir. Go ahead to Bird Stuff from Man or Astro Man caller. Hi, Brian. I'm Hi. so happy. I'm so happy you're in town, man. And we're gonna we're gonna see you in Bellingham tomorrow night. And uh, I hope you're I hope you're really excited about this. I wanted to know um, you have a collection. Uh-huh. of, shall we say, memorabilia of a darker time. That's a, that's a terrible word to use, actually. Uh, a, a, an era in Alabama's history, is that correct? Uh, there, was, there, was, there was one point, you know, uh, I have a friend that works there at the uh, Civil Rights Museum and stuff, and we were uh, we'd get various piece, pieces of uh, just strange things of Alabama's weird past for... Uh, for the museum and whatnot. So yes, it is true. Caller, any other? Do you still do you still maintain that collection? I don't. You know, I donated most of it because you know, it's. Uh, Who did you uh, donate it to? <laughs> I, well, the, the, the Civil Rights Museum. You know, there's only so much. There's, so, you know, I usually only travel with like seven Confederate do rags that I wear around now. So, um, so yeah. So I, I've kind of cut down on that. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> I can't wait to see you guys. <laughs> Any other questions at all, caller? It's gonna be uh, fun. I hope. Hopefully, we won't suck. Any other so, questions at all, caller? Um, how's real estate working with you? Oh, good, good, good. You know, uh, I haven't really done much. I sold one house. And caller, you're mentioning that because I remember you phoned in, caller, when I was interviewing the polyphonic spree, and you asked that very question, didn't you, caller? Well, I, asked, I, I simply asked because I was expecting to see you in the polyphonic spree when you guys played Vancouver, and you weren't. Oh, yeah. And the who excuse did the given, was it Tim, was Tim? Were you talking to Tim or who? It was Tim. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he said you were out getting your license. So. That's true. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that went out over the air because it's very important. There's some very fine real estate in outer space. In fact, uh, you know, there's there's some good property in Grid Sector 23-B61. If you're interested, I can, you know, after uh, I get off this interview, I'll be happy to uh, show you the property. And Brian, it's quite amazing too that perhaps one of the final tours ever of Man or Asterman is corresponding with like one of the final tours ever of the space shuttle. Did you think about that? I, you know, I did. There's, there's uh, all sorts of uh, various connections between uh, us and, uh, and you know, uh, Earth space endeavors, which are kind of primitive in a lot of ways. But we still, uh, we humor it. You know, we, we humor your, uh, your puny endeavors, of course. Any other questions at all, caller? What are you allowed to bring across the Canadian border in terms of merchandise? Well, is there any uh, is there any air fresheners or toothpaste at all? We have we have light switch plates. We have cosmic uh, toothpaste. We have meteor mitts. We have uh, 
stay strong. No hatchets. We used to have hatchets. Well, you can't bring those across the border anymore? I don't think you can bring Astro hatchets. They, they let, like, uh, normal bands bring hatchets across the border, but not us. What does they, space smell like? What does space smell like? Well, um, if you want to come out to the show and get within three inches of uh, Coco's armpits, I can I can really exemplify. He'll he'll really exemplify what outer space smells like. Watch the color. That kind of ties into my question that I was going to ask right here on that same lines. Do you remember Bird Stuff, the band, the Drags at all? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, from. Uh, Albuquerque, right? Yes, the Drags, and they, on their merch table, sold barf bags. Oh, that's pretty good. I've seen a couple people have barf bags. So I was thinking that space might smell like barf. uh, Space kind of, well, you know, um, actually, we all have a very uh, different kind of odor from space. Mine's often been described as being vinegary. So, um, I don't know. You guys are welcome to test it out. You know, the suits have not been washed in a week, so... It's getting up there. Now, we're not as quite, quite as bad as the mummies, because I remember when Bees from the Smugglers here in uh, Vancouver, B.C., was touring with the mummies, they had their rats, and they had just thrown them in, like, a crate every night for, like, two weeks, and Bees started getting a rash from wearing his mummy wrap. So we haven't gotten quite to that point. Are you going to have to freeze-dried ice cream at all there, the freeze-dried ice cream? You know, we don't have the freeze-dried ice cream with us uh, right now. Um, uh, you know, we're trying had a deal with uh, Ben Jerry's to get our own freeze-dried flavor, but uh, they're not really going anywhere. In fact, they haven't written me back yet. Well, thanks very much, caller. Any other questions at all, caller, for Bird Stuff or Manor Asterman? I'll see you tomorrow, man. Well, thanks, caller, and doot-doot-doot-doot-doot. Beep-beep. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Feel free to phone in with a question for Bird Stuff, 604-822-2487, or tweet at Nardwar, at Nardwar, just at Nardwar. And we have some tweet questions for you, Bird Stuff. Okay. One tweet question for you is, are you still there, Brian? Okay, I think I may have hung up on Brian, or we've been disconnected, but we have a caller. Caller, are you there? Yes. Okay, hold on one sec, caller. Hold sure. on one sec, uh, and is that you, Brian? Hello, caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, you're there. Hold on. Call, caller, are you there? Yes, I have a question for Bird Stuff. Is this Bird Stuff phoning back? Uh, actually, it is Bird Stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. sorry, and the other caller that called in, sorry, I hung up on that caller. I apologize for hanging up on that caller. But we have a question here from Well Rims. And wow, okay. Well Rims asks, ask Bird Stuff his thoughts on the poisoning of the trees at Toomer's Corner and Auburn's National Championship win. Okay, okay, yeah, we, we, we've been talking about that a little bit on tour. Um, yeah, so I don't know if anybody knows the backstory of this, but uh, uh, there's no professional sports in Alabama, so college football kind of rules the roost, and... There's a huge rivalry um, between Alabama and Auburn, uh, two of the big football teams that are always kind of highly ranked. And some idiot from a small city outside of Auburn called Dadeville, that's a University of Alabama fan, uh, sprayed like 16 times the normal amount of uh, like chemical agents on the trees, on these 100-year-old trees 
to kill them to get back at the football team, which to me is pretty idiotic. Though I described it as, you know, if you hate a band, it's like getting back at the band by like rolling the Wendy's down the street from their practice place. Like what, who in football really cares about these trees anyway? But that's the same corner that for our, uh, the punk rock show we used to have on WEGL, we, um, we did a flyer that I got uh, uh, academic probation over because it said alumni hunting season with a guy in an Auburn jersey laying down and a guy with a shotgun standing over him. So that's the, the very same corner. And we have another caller. Caller, are you there? Yes. Go ahead to Bird Stuff from Man or Astro Man. Hi, hi, Brian. Uh, my question hi. actually isn't a, a man or astro man question, That's but it's, it's it's a Causey Way question. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I was of those Now, now, were were you in the band? I, I saw the band play about ten years ago. Okay. Uh, in Vancouver at the Pick Pub. Sure. And, yeah, and I was there. Was there was there was a there was a there was an ordeal. Uh, 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 someone someone smashed your van or or something to that effect. Do do you oh, remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot. There's. Uh, with the Causeway, there's a lot of uh, potential for, um, you know, that sort of thing being a cult slash not cult. A lot of, you know, the the official statement is that the Causeway is not a cult, but who really knows? And um, getting a window smashed is uh, kind of on the light side. We've had some friends that got their entire compound burnt down, so you know, yeah, it's uh, it's tough times being a yeah. cult these days. I, I, I guess I guess a ago. smashed smashed window isn't that bad compared it's to the, not to the that bad. compound. Not, yeah, not that bad. Plus, you know, I don't. What's the deal with Vancouver, where like they they've gentrified downtown more and more and more? So I think it started happening around then, where all the junkies would end up on like a like a one corner thing. It was like a kind of zombie apocalypse there, and I think that place was right near there, if I'm correct. Relatively close. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's a weird ordeal for sure. Cool. Uh, I also thought, though, caller, it wasn't just a window that was smashed. It was the Causeway's van that was, like, layered in grease or butter. Do you remember that at all, bird stuff? You're getting uh, beast, grease, but, or butter? You know, we got we got our van covered in butter so much, I can't remember if that was that specific um Occasion and it may have been marmalade. I'm I'm just trying to think. Uh, it may have been grease or butter. It was some some kind of lard type material for sure. Any other questions at all, caller? Uh, I guess. Well, you know, someone someone just asked uh, what space smelled like. Uh, what what does a cult smell like? Uh, a cult. Uh, well, you know, the cult smells like whatever the leader Causey wants it to smell like. Yeah. Um, because we all kind of fall in line with him on the compound. Um, so it was kind of fresh, you know. We all wore um, heavily starched uh, white outfits, so uh, it's kind of starchy, I think. Yeah, perfect. Not to be confused with the butter that got the van covered with. Uh, you don't want to get that on 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 the fresh pressed. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You are you are a smart man. <laughs> well, okay. Thanks well, so thanks much. so much, caller, and doot doot a loot do. Doot doot. And as I mentioned, you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Feel free to tweet in at Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R. And we have another tweet question for you, Bird Stuff, kind of relating to stuff getting thrown at you. And okay. this is from Monkey Beat. And Monkey Beat asks, ask Bird Stuff if he remembers having slices of cheese thrown at Man or Asterman at Garage Shock 1997. Uh, you know, slices of cheese. I don't remember this one. The the very famous, uh, entire crowd throwing things at me incident was uh, 
Henry Owings, who runs Chunklet, uh, we were on tour with Wasabi Fav, and we uh, we held him down and um, put put a certain uh, piece of human anatomy on his forehead uh, that was popularized by that John Waters movie uh, Pecker uh, in the late 90s, if you remember that. And um, it's uh, and after that, he set up a show at the Echo Lounge in Atlanta where he, without telling me, had given the audience hundreds of tea bags, and at a certain moment, everybody threw them at me. But the cool thing was one of them, one of them landed in my water cup, and it actually made pretty good tea. And we have another caller. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead to Bird Stuff from Man or Astro Man. Hi, Bird Stuff. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. Nice to have you back in the city. Oh, it's I nice was to wondering. I've, oh, yeah, I saw you guys play uh, last time you were here, and I didn't make the connection between the Causeway and uh, uh, Robots. What's that? Captured by Robots? Or uh, Servotron, I think you're thinking of. Yeah, okay. Anyways, I was wondering what position the ladies like to do it in in outer space. Uh, well, you know, we, we were talking about this just the other day. Uh, you know, ladies don't really like to, uh, you know, as fine as we are. Um, yeah. You know, like, uh, ladies don't really like to do, us, do it with us. You know, we were talking about this. Uh, Cynthia Plastercaster really wanted to uh, get a plaster of Coco's junk. And uh, being, you know, anatomically lacking as we are, he tried to give her a Atari joystick. She, she didn't want it. She didn't want the Ken doll on her. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I would say that position is, uh, you know, I don't know, air humping. You know, we, we, I, won't get, I won't get into the whole thrust pumping conversation. Okay. Any uh, other questions at all, caller? Any other, any other questions at all, caller, for bird stuff? Uh, no, that's okay. Well, thanks for calling. Thanks for coming down here, eh? Okay, yes. I don't remember. Yeah, remember it. Tonight, in the city as we drive in right now, so it's it's getting exciting. Well, th- it is. <laughs> well, thanks, caller, and do 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 loot do. And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show, and we have bird stuff live on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show from Man or Asterman. So you're playing gigs these days after not playing gigs for a long time. Did you have a lot of stuff in storage? Did you sell it to anyone? Because I noticed a lot of stuff on eBay, like huge, original, Man or Astroman stage banner. Like, how could you sell this stuff? What's on eBay? Did you store the stuff? What's the deal with all the stuff and all these years going by? Well, you know, uh, I, you know it's, it's always weird to kind of have your own stuff. I've, I've always been one of the guys that, uh, you know, if I had friends stay over or something like that, I'd always uh, pass along you know, every seven inch I owned and everything. And I just kind of have to uh, go through the great purging. And that's kind of what uh, was. And if people like that crap, then so be it. Let them, let them have it. It means more to them than it does to me. Did any other bands want to <laughs> take it? Like, I heard stories of, like, Warrant, Cherry Pie Warrant, selling the W from their backdrop to, like, Weezer. You know what I mean? Like, passing it on to another yeah, band. You know what? And Weezer outbid me on that. I'm, I'm still kind of uh, frustrated with that. You know, uh, Rivers from that band, you know, he has that bid slammer thing where he can bid at the last second. And he out, he outbid me on the W from the Warrant Stay show. Has any of that stuff popped up with other bands though? Like the Tesla coil, did other bands ask to borrow it? 
You know, a lot of times when we tour with other bands that have Tesla coils, which is almost every local band these days has a Tesla coil, a lot of times just the back line will share Tesla coils, you know. Or you have uh, battles, right? Don't you have theremin battles? Because a lot of the bands these days have theremins. I've seen some pictures and video of theremin battles that are happening on this tour. You're doing this brand-new tour. How many theremin battles have happened, Bird Stuff well, with Manor you know, we've, we've had four theremin battles, three on this tour, all with uh, Yvonne from uh, an awesome band we're on tour with right now um, called The Octopus Project from Austin, Texas. And uh, Coco won pretty handedly on the first one. Um, he cheated by, and not cheated, but, you know, he's a showman, and he, he lit a theremin on fire at the last second. She wasn't expecting it, and the crowd roared with enthusiasm. So he won that one pretty handily. But I think she's, you guys think he's lost the last three? Yeah. I, I, I'm getting, well, okay, we got, the, the consensus in our van right now is that he tied one and has lost two. Um, so, it, like, like I said, beauty and talent wins over showmanship and body odor all the time. I'm just totally amazed when you mentioned fire, like lighting a theremin on fire, and there's all these sparks. This amazes me every time I think back to Manor Astroman and think right now to Manor Astroman. Are the clubs more receptive now to fire and sparks than they were before? You know, um... No, you know, uh, they aren't, you know, it, but the, the hardest part was uh, touring right after the whole Great White tragedy happened, and that was like, you know, people would be like, oh, my God, we got Manor Astroman coming. What kind of crazy stuff are they going to pull? But the worst we ever had was um, after uh, our our brilliant, fearless leader, Stark, had left the band, and we continued on for a few years. Uh, we had these EVAC supercomputers, um, that uh, we had, and we blew them up in Boston on Y2K, and we it, it was kind of like the Keith Moon thing where we kept stuffing more and more smoke bombs and fireworks and everything in them, and it uh, it uh, kind of kind of just blew smoke everywhere and caught fire to things, and then uh, the uh, everyone in the club had to run out, and people were puking on the streets, and it uh, I think I think we got like fine like twelve thousand dollars or something like that so yeah that's always a good time caller are you there are you saying go ahead to bird stuff from man or astro man okay i just have one question uh are you still affiliated with uh uh sst records or uh touch and go uh you know we were um we were never uh part of uh SST records, although a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the songs off um, Up on the Sun by the Meat Puppets are direct love songs about me. Uh, we were never on SST, but yeah, our, all our, uh, what you would term in the industry as back catalog is on uh, Touch and Go, except for uh, the first three records, which are on a label uh, out of Bellingham, Washington, called Estrus Records. Mm -hmm. Any other questions at all, caller? Oh, that's fine. Well, thanks so much, and do 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 loot do Doot-doo. And you're still listening to the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, and the caller brought up Touch and Go. You guys played the Touch and Go 25th anniversary show, and I was wondering, Bird Stuff, how were Girls Against Boys, the legendary Girls Against Boys? They never get any props, but they were amazing. Well, maybe they do get props, but Girls Against Boys... 
Well, you know what? I, th- I think the problem with them is they were uh, they were really brilliant early on, and then they put like what we call the career ender out. Uh, they put out that record, Freak Annika, very unfortunately named record, which uh, was a pretty bad record as well, and it just didn't kind of work out for them. But they were really uh, like Cruise Yourself and um, House of uh, uh, Girls Against Boys. I think those are pretty brilliant records that sound great, and they were good. They were good. Most everybody uh, was uh, really good, and it was just kind of the spirit of like all these old people getting together and acting. We can still rock out. Um, at the the touch and go uh, 25 was, was pretty awesome. And I have a review of your performance, Manor Asterman's performance. Yes. We're speaking to Bird Stuff from Manor Asterman, who okay. are playing tonight at the Biltmore in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is from Inc. 19, and they okay. say, "quote This reporter was a bit." put off by the fact that Manor Asterman weren't as costumed as they could have been and that they had, like, beards and stuff. They don't wear beards in the future. Well, we've been in cryogenic storage for a long time, and we've been uh, taking uh, various uh, various uh, supplements and things to... to I mean, the, the idea behind Manor Asterman was always to appear human in form, um, you don't want to see what we're really like. It makes uh, it makes like V or Alien Nation look very mild. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know the beards. That's mostly I'm a pretty uh, clean shaven alien. Mostly uh, Coco and Star Crunch that uh, rot the Grizzly Adams. Wondering bird stuff, and there's a lot to wonder about Manor Asterman, the wonder of space stage stuff. In the early days of Manor Asterman, how much stuff on stage worked and how much just was props? Well, uh... And what do you, you know, have... It's, you keep people guessing. It's kind of like Kiss having the the empty Marshall stacks. You know, you don't, you don't know what's working and what's not working. Oftentimes, we don't know what's working and not working. And, uh, you know, it's we have a lot of what I call DOS blinking light which uh, is kind of a fancy name for something that just blinks. And that's, uh, that's pretty much all we are. It's pretty much all visual uh, show. We're kind of like um, we're kind of the, uh, the Milli Vanilli of sci-fi rock. Did this cause any problems for other bands on the bill? I.e., what is the longest sound check setup that you had to have ever? Because didn't a lot of the opening bands sometimes go, oh, my God, they got more stuff to put on and more stuff, and the stuff doesn't even work? How long were your sound <laughs> checks? How did you deal with that? Uh, we, you know, we've always called it twice the effort for half the result. Um, but we try to be pretty courteous. Oftentimes we try to take out... Um, uh, bands that are our friends and kind of uh, put up with the whole ordeal of all our crap. So uh, we, we've been fortunate that people are uh, pretty kind about dealing with our stage show getting set up and whatnot. So uh, we're lucky. There, there's, there's a few good people on this planet Earth. Bird stuff, the clones. What a genius idea. Please tell me and the people about the clones. What have the clones grown up to be? Those alpha, those gamma. Was there an all-girl group of clones? What were the clones, for people that don't know, the clones? Well, the clones were uh, an experiment in replicating our own uh, genetic form, and it it kind of went awry in that they started, you know, like any... uh, monster you create it's they started getting their own ideas to do their own stuff which uh that's why we put in the kind of blade runner style like uh 
one-year life termination on them. But uh, I saw them play a few times, and they were pretty, pretty good. Um, but it was kind of a way, you know, I don't know. It's kind of we were looking at the Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, model for bands, and we just figured franchising was the way to do it. And I thought at the time, you know, hey, this is something Fugazi can't do. Why don't we do it? But explain a bit more what you had happening. Didn't you have two groups of Man or Aster Man? We none of had, none we, of which we actually had the the authentic uh, original gangster band touring. We had an all girl version, which was the Gamma Clones, and an all boy version, or as close to male as uh, Space Aliens can get, who were the Alpha Clones. And I think we did something like a hundred and one shows in one month. It's pretty efficient. Now, did you play any shows with the clones yourself, or were you totally yeah. removed? I did. Uh, in um where was it at uh, this little place uh it's a place in sacramento the iron uh, I forget ironside uh, old ironside uh, yeah i think yeah it was that place and we um the drummer had broken his hand that day and i uh had to play with him on the last few shows and it was kind of weird because they played the songs real differently it was probably the first time i'd ever been nervous playing a mentor astromance show in my life because they were kind of interpreting things a little differently, and it uh, kind of kept me on my toes a little bit. And some of the clones have grown up to join Manor Asterman, much like the movie Rockstar? Yeah. Um, actually, you know, we tried out Mark Wahlberg uh, in the band uh, since he had had that training in the movie Rockstar, and he, um, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't let us watch him play. We had to turn around, kind of like when Eddie Van Halen tried out for Limp Bizkit. And it, uh, it was, uh, so we had to go with Victor Vector, who was our second choice. I mean, it was a much distant second choice for Mark Wahlberg, but uh, we went with Victor Vector, and he's turned out pretty well. Bird stuff of Man or Aster Man, coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It all goes back to Canada, and you mentioned them earlier, the smugglers. What was it like meeting the smugglers from Canada in deepest, darkest Huntsville, Alabama in the 90s? Yeah, um, we played a ton of shows with the, uh, the smugglers very, uh, very early on. You know, um, Grant was such a personal uh, guy, and uh, all, all those guys, you know, Dave and everybody, has been so awesome to us over the years. It was kind of fun because the bands were so different in a way but we were both uh you know both you know i think pretty much end up being in the same spiritual vein of trying to be entertainers over anything else and uh those were great shows those were back when they had the the brilliant uh pink uh like polka dotted shirts um that are on the cover of one seven inch and it uh they were great i i still um uh listen to the records in fact i just made a comp that has their version of luau on it by the Beach Boys. Yeah, cor correct, yes. Those was actually played to them by Cryptic Al, rest in peace, from, oh, awesome. from Cryptic Times fanzine. And the Smugglers remembered playing with you the first time at a weird bar in Huntsville. What weird bar would have that been? Or were all bars weird to Canadians? That would have been the Tip Top Cafe. And yeah, I think anywhere in Alabama would probably be, uh, be strange... Uh, to Canadians, uh, but yeah, that, that was pretty fun. I think that may have been the time where we were figuring out what stage garb we were actually going to end up with, and we had gone to a, a thrift store. This may be a different show, but I I'm, I'm, think I'm correct, and I got um, like a French pastry hat, 
uh, a big oversized green shirt and a Rice Krispie bib. And Star Crunch had an all candy stripe outfit, including stand- candy stripe uh, uh, glasses. I think Coco just wore his traditional orange flight suit. And Dr. Delito wore a, um, a catcher's mask and an ectoplasmic uh, Ghostbusters backpack. Caller, are you there? Is that a is that a frequent caller? Yes, the caller seems to call in quite a bit. Always yeah. hangs up, but it I makes. Like, I like these performance art callers. If I get too many more of them, I think we'll just go complete uh, performance art on the crowd tonight, and uh, which mainly involves me wearing a gorilla suit and taking a nap on stage. Well, bird stuff. Thank you for the time and winding up here. Sure. Speaking of noises and stuff, samples as displayed by the caller and space. You guys played Roswell, Roswell, Georgia, Roswell, like Roswell. Yes, we, we, we did. We played. Uh, we played, well, we've been to Roswell twice. We, we went way out of our way when we were touring the Southwest one time to go to the uh, UFO Museum in Roswell, and it was immensely disappointing. And, uh, but we just played whirly ball at a whirly ball court. I don't know how many. Do you guys have whirly ball in uh, British Columbia here? I only know of it through Henry Owens and Chunklet Magazine. That's all I know about it from. Yeah, so Henry puts on these things. Basically, it's a combination between lacrosse, uh, bumper cars and basketball played in a very awkwardly slow-moving car. And there's been a lot of enthusiasts. You know, I played on Ch- Team Chunklet a good bit over the years, and we've beaten, uh, I don't know, everybody from uh, Mogwai to Queens of the Stone Age. We've, we've really wiped up. But i gotta, I got to say, when, we, when I had to play on the other side of, uh, of the court for Man or Astro Man, we were pretty bad, and we got wiped up pretty handily by the Chunklet team. When you go see Man or Astro Man, there's lots of visuals, there's lots of samples and stuff. A few weeks ago on the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show, I played the LP If the Bomb Falls. And I think you guys sample that. Do you sample yeah. that LP? Yeah, that's a brilliant record, and I love the cover of it. It's, uh, I think we use two different samples depending on the version of the record it's on, but that's for uh, uh, a song called Maximum Radiation Level, which is on the Experiment Zero LP, and then there's a different version on the Deluxe Men in Space EP. Bird Stuff of Man or Astroman, what films are you showing on this tour? Like there's some special color ones? Uh, very possibly. You know, we, we took all old... Um, we, we, Ted Turner's kind of investing in the band now, and we've colorized everything. Because we used to be all in black and white, even, even on stage. Now, how does that work with wine-tasting shows? Weren't you going to play a wine-tasting show? We did. We played in, uh, in uh, Seattle. Uh, our, um, the lady who puts up with all our crap books us, uh, like, got us this really um, this crazy, uh, well-paying gig at the Triple Rock in Seattle. And uh, we decided to do it to uh, sniff a little wine. It was kind of like our version of that movie, Sideways. And you never turn down a show, do you? Because reading about you guys, you did tons of shows just in soundcheck for the all-ages crowd? Yeah, that's true. Um, it just got to be, uh, you know, we tried to, uh, you know, go Discord Records on it and never play any 21 and over shows. And it was just, it got impossible where it was like 
kind of some cities where we're having to make a choice like don't play the city or we play a 21 and over show. So we just invited kids to sound check and we would put on a little five or six song mini show. It's good to hear, though, that you got the corporate gigs, though, and you're still getting the corporate gigs. Well, you know, we're, 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 uh, we're trying to do that more. You know, we were much more idealistic when we were young. Like, I think we got offered uh, a Camel cigarettes tour and, like, a Budweiser tour. We are getting paid an insane amount of money, and we wouldn't do it uh, because of our ideals. And now, like, we're, you know, you know, we're, you know if Tim Hortons wants to put us on tour, we'll do it. How about Devo? I hate to bring them up because they've been brought up so much these days, but when did Devo first discover Man or Astro Man? The, fir- the first interaction I had with any of those guys is uh, Mark Mothersbaugh had sent like one of his, uh, like a, an assistant to a show in Salt Lake City. I think she happened to be there, and he, it was mind-blowing, but she had about 10 of our records that Mark all wanted signed, and I thought that was... Uh, pretty astounding and amazing i mean the coolest thing you know about this band is you know from starting off in uh you know alien form and being influenced by various things from the planet earth is you know getting to meet uh devo and the b-52s and tour with the cramps i mean those have been uh you know that's that's about as much success as anybody can ever want to have is to meet your heroes and have your heroes actually be cool to you. And when I say I hate to mention Devo, I don't hate to mention Devo. I love Devo. Sure, and I interviewed yeah. Mark. It's just sad nowadays when kids know Devo as, quote, the band with the guy from the Vandals in them. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, and and I love the Vandals. He was, he was the studio drummer for A Perfect Circle. You know that band? Uh, yes, and I think he was in Guns N' Roses, too. I mean, hey, we love the Roses. We love the Vandals. We love Devo, but the coming together doesn't quite work. But I had to ask that, though. But that's amazing. I knew that Sir Mark would have had some kind words for man or yeah. Astro Man. Well, Alan will always be in our hearts as uh, the, one of the best uh, mechanical... Uh, new wave drummers of all time. He's pretty amazing. How's secret agent Conrad Uno doing? Uh, it's well, you know, we still play that song a good bit. And, um, and yeah, we just thought Conrad Uno had such a brilliant name that we had to uh, give him secret agent classification and write a song about him. And, and how- it's, re- it's real easy, you know, when, say you're in a, like an emo band or something, right? And you, and you want to write a song about a girlfriend. You've got to write like three verses verses and a bridge and all this you're in an instrumental band you just named the title after somebody and you got a song about them it's pretty great how about secret agent henry owens how is henry doing the secret agent of henry good you know i haven't talked to him in a uh in a while but he's uh, he's good he's he's procreating himself um i believe he's gonna uh not well i don't know if he's carrying it or his wife is carrying it but he's having a uh little uh, human zygote turning into an embryo, which will soon turn into a child, which will soon turn into a toddler, which will eventually recruit to be in one of the clone bands. Bird stuff of man or Asterman, Boy Scouts at South by Southwest. You yeah. did that thing with Henry. You and Henry doing Boy Scout interviews at South by Southwest. Was that before or after Fred Armisen? You know, we did. We well, well, we were before that. We were uh, deer hunters, and then we were uh, civil right. Civil. Uh, I mean, we were uh, civil. Civil. We were civil rights. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> re 
interpreters. No, we 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 redid we redid uh, Civil War stuff like Gettysburg at South by Southwest, and I believe that was about the same time. He may have predated us a little bit when he was doing those crazy interviews with bands. And that's basically what got him on Saturday Night Live, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, actually, uh, we did a real funny thing. Fred was uh, staying at Steve Albini's when we were recording uh, what was the last record called uh, Spectrum of uh, Infant Scale, and Fred was staying there on Steve's floor, and he did one of the characters that he does that's kind of a a special needs character, and we got him to track some uh, guitar on one song that was really horrible, and two of the guys in the band came back from, like, dinner, and I played it for him. I said, hey, this is kind of a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing. This guy wanted to play guitar on it, and we need to keep this on the record. And they were aghast at what they heard. So it was pretty brilliant. But I remember when he said, yeah, I'm going out to L.A. to become a comedian. And we were like, yeah, right, Fred, go ahead. And then next thing you know, he's on Saturday Night Live. So Fred Armisen, South by Southwest, Saturday Night Live. Boy Scouts, South by Southwest. What happened? I know, I know. You tell me. I mean, I, I thought I thought we made a pretty good film. You know, I, I we we try. I think it's the fact that one of the Boy Scouts actually died during the making of the film is why it didn't catch on like Fred's thing did. What do you think the maddest is somebody that somebody has got mad at Chunklet? Is that Don Cab, the guy from Don Cab? No, he used to get uh, Chunklet in the not. Chunklet became really strangely loved in like the mid 2000s which kind of took the fun out of it but we always would get uh, i don't know mild death threats and hate mail and things like that and uh like band like we'd always have labels take away their ads at the last minute when they found out something we wrote about people and then like i think i don't know if it was sleet or kenny i think it was their publicist called and had, had gotten an issue with chocolate and said how come you guys didn't make fun of the band in this issue? Like, it became a thing where people wanted to be in Chunklet. So, um, yeah, we've, we've definitely had people want to, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I would say the maddest would be attempted murder. Bird Stuff from Man or Astroman, and you're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show. Thanks again for hanging on the line there, Bird Stuff from Man sure. or Astroman, touring, which you are doing right now. I didn't realize you went to Brazil in 99? Yeah, we went uh, several times down there, um, and uh, did yeah, you that ship was great. everything? That was, that was great fun. Did you What's ship? How, what was it like when you toured overseas? Did you uh, pick up stuff when you were there? Did you ask the promoters to get stuff for you for on stage? You know, uh, there's different points where, like, uh, uh, Coco actually made from some of the set set designs and things like that sent like plans over to uh different countries and had people make things and yeah we've done it all and then in in europe we actually started keeping a whole uh beeline of stuff just because we were going over there so much so um that's uh we we have definitely uh transversed the globe many times and you john peeled too you john peeled yeah we john peeled i think seven times yeah he was we would uh from like being like very you know, minimally, like marginally known in England uh, to like being completely unknown. He made that happen for us. So, yeah, he was great. He, he is well missed, well missed by us. He, um, he, uh, he interviews us in 1993 and uh, was just a, a brilliant guy and he actually showed up to a couple of our pill sessions, which I heard he doesn't do very often. What's weird about that is everybody said that he doesn't show up to the pill sessions, but every band that I've talked to has had him show up at their pill session. Really? But maybe that's because I'm talking to all the cool bands. So Man, the- I don't know. You know, um, I am just repeating what I was told. Um, 
So I so I, I don't know. It could be a thing where I know he probably showed up, hung out with Marky Smith, and I'm not I'm not claiming to. I'm not comparing Coco to Marky Smith, but you know, how about, I guess I am. How about Wesley Willis bird stuff? Did you do a tour with him in one of your other bands? Yeah, the Causeway did tours with Wesley, and he was um such a sweet, awesome, loves uh, soul, and uh, yeah, it was great having him in the van and just touring around with him. And uh, did you once forget him at a club? I think we did. I think we forgot him, and I think we. Um, uh, you know, he would go on his what he called hell rides every once in a while, and he would be kind of hard to find. And uh, you know, as much as you would think, like uh, it would be hard to find a three hundred pound schizophrenic man, it uh, it does happen. And I think we did leave him one time on accident. Bird stuff of man or astro man. You guys are instrumental, but still, you played a lot of garage gigs. And I was reading the book, We Never Learn, The Gunk Punk Underground, by Mr. Eric Davidson from the New Bomb Turks. New Bomb Turks, yeah, of course. And yeah. you're not mentioned at all in there. You played so many shows, you'd think you would have been garaged at all. Have you seen that book? Yeah, you know, we never did really... F I mean, we were, like, great friends with the mummies and the smugglers and all these bands... But we never did really fit into that. I know, like, um, like uh, I remember, like, somebody, uh, I was talking to uh, Tim Warren from Crip Records, you know, when our first record came out, and he's like, you know, he, he said he only liked one song that had the fuzz guitar on it. So we were never really loved in that scene, I don't think. And, uh, you know, that's fine. You know, we, it's, you know, it's not really, people always want to make this distinction between surf music and garage music, and it's, just kind of polarized. So yeah, I don't. I don't think those people really liked us. Bird stuff from Man or Asterman. Did you ever meet the Ventures? Did you ever meet Bo Diddley? Did you open for Dick Dale? I think you opened for Dick we Dale. We opened for Dick Dale. Did we ever meet the Ventures? Anybody? Like, what's the closest you so. got to the Ventures? What's the closest you got to the Ventures? Like, even knowing somebody that knew the Ventures, what's the closest you got to the Ventures? Uh, you know, probably just being around that whole kind of uh, surf music realm of things. Uh, you know, just. Uh, you know, seeing old guys in Hawaiian t-shirts, that's probably the closest we ever came. Because the Ventures were kind of a template for Manor Asterman, but not as much of a template as the Spotniks. Did you ever meet the Spotniks? Because they've had no, so many members. I've met them. They've... I would have killed to have met them. They're, yeah, they, they have the best space helmets of all time. And what about Supernova? You had a Supernova in your band at one time? There was we the band did. Supernova. X, yes, that's correct. Did you play with Supernova? Did Manor Asterman play with Supernova? You know, strangely enough, we never did um, do a show with him. Uh, Supernova was from a planet called Synot 3, and he defected from that and came over to our camp. So I think there was always, like, uh, he didn't want to go back there. He didn't want to revisit his uh, hard times on uh, planet Synot 3. And bird stuff, the caller mentioned captured by robots. Yes. How about captured by robots and man or Astroman together on a bill? Uh, you know, Servitron, yeah, I think we played with, uh, uh, J-Bot a few times. I know Servitron did a lot. Um, so, yeah, we have definitely um, partaken in some uh, some robot rock with uh, Captured by Robots in one form or the other. Now, for TV and stuff, bird stuff, from Manor Asterman, I saw something, quote, although they often receive credit for the theme song to Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yes. I, the, the, the opening thing is Sonny Chirac. 
And I was uh, like, well, that's pretty cool, but I misread that. I thought it said, although they often receive credit for the theme song to Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Well, you know, actually, Coco uh, would have loved to do that. And I think, uh, I think Coco has been um, tied in with some technology with Art Bell. But uh, if we could have gone the Coast to Coast theme show, that would have been even cooler than working with uh, Space Ghost. It's but- kind of... Kind of tough working with a cartoon character. Uh, but for the fans of Space Ghost, you did some Space Ghost thing, and is that in repeats at all? You did the closing credits? We did the closing credits, and we did the instant incidental music, like when he's you know walking to the desk and all that sort of stuff. We did that, which was which was uh, great. You know, we were our headquarters at the time. Our underground labyrinth was based in Atlanta, uh, Georgia, and we were right down the street for the Cartoon Network. So we were doing uh, a bunch of things for them before, uh, like when they were just starting. We did a, a ton of music for different things for them. Bird stuff for Man or Asterman. Lastly, lastly here, you're touring okay. now with Man or Asterman. When you're not touring, you're hanging out a lot at the Bottle Tree? That's correct. Yes, that is an establishment that I... Uh, that I am a part owner in, and uh, kind of, uh, it's, I don't know, I like to think of it as a rock and roll charity. Now, Birmingham, Alabama, Sun Ra, is he from there? Sun Ra is indeed, well, he, Sun Ra's from Saturn, but his human form uh, took on, uh, you know, its greatest incarnation in Birmingham. Any relation to Sun Ra at all? Did any relations come into the bottle tree? Any Sun Ra relatives come in? You know, we we've had uh, we've had various like guys from the old school uh, uh, free jazz scene that had played with him in, at at different moments, and uh, yeah, so we've had that. And, and the men's bathroom has a giant mural of Sun Ra painted on it, and it says, uh, "I forget what year Sun Ra was came to the planet Earth. If it was like 1922 or something, but." It says Sun Ra 1922 to infinity. I get a bit confused, though, because I see Birmingham and Manor Asterman, but I also see Auburn. What's the difference? Auburn and Birmingham? Uh, how dare I say what's the difference, but was Auburn the starting point for Manor Asterman? Auburn, Auburn is where we collectively uh, came together as uh, and put together our aliases as college students because, you know, when we crash-landed on the planet Earth, our, our parts to our ship scattered across the globe. And thus, we thought a very good way to go find those parts would be to travel as a rock and roll band and take on the uh, form of uh, college students so nobody would really know our uh, grand master scheme of what we were up to. Well, Birmingham had Sun Ra. I noticed that Auburn had Captain and Tennille, Jimmy Buffett, and Victoria Jackson. Yeah, and the Commodores were right down the road in uh, Tuskegee. Some of the uh, Commodores were down there. Um, and there was, you know, great, uh, um, you know, 80s, 90s, like kind of Alabama hardcore bands like Hardy Har Har, Bone Dolly. Uh, um, you know, there, there's just a slew of great, uh, like, punk stuff. We had, uh, we had Green Day play in a, uh, in a, like, tiny bedroom one time. It was pretty, pretty great. We put on a lot of great punk shows, like, in the early 90s. Not that Green Day is a great punk show, but it was just kind of ironic. And we had this great system where we would charge... There was, we would charge $6 for people to stand on the porch and drink and $3 to actually get into the show. Ba-boom! Yes. Captain and Tennille, Jimmy Buffett, Victoria Jackson. I have a question for you, Birdstuff. Lastly, sure. lastly, lastly here, Birdstuff of Manor Astronaut. Which person did I interview? Captain and Tennille, Jimmy Buffett, or Victoria Jackson? 
I'm saying Victoria Jackson. You're right. How did you know? Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of vaguely had that back in my mind. You know, I'm a big uh, – I used to have all the Nardwar stuff like on uh, – the bootleg stuff that Henry had, like all the much music stuff. So I've, I've seen it all. I probably watched the Gene Simmons interview like 42 times. You're talking to a genuine fan here. With the Canadian heavy metal legend Thor, Thor making a special appearance. Right. Well, thank right. you for remembering that. I was going to mention, though, I interviewed Victoria Jackson because she was shooting something in Vancouver, a movie or a TV series with Master P's son, Little Romeo. I think he's called Little Romeo. And Little that, Romeo. Yeah, 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 sure. And she was on the set, so that's how I got to Victoria Jackson through Little Romeo. Have you got to Victoria Jackson at all? You know, Auburn, Jimmy Buffett, Captain Antonio. Do you have any connections to any of them? We don't. I'll tell you, uh, unrelated, but on a corollary form, is uh, we met, we played a show outside of a convention center um, uh, for battered women. In the early 90s, and we got to met uh, Suzanne Summers, and she bought a record from us, and that, that was up there. And also, going back to Vancouver, B.C., we accidentally played—is it called the Town Pump or the Town—what's that place? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, there was a club called the Town Pump in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And interestingly enough, a poster from the Town Pump gig that you played is on eBay for about $10. Wow, I can't believe somebody would pay for that. I bet nobody's bid on it yet. Um but point being is we drove onto the, uh, the, the, the set of the X-Files behind that club, and they were like, turn off your engine, turn off your engine, and we turned off the engine of the van, and we saw the doubles for uh, 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 Julian Anderson and David Duchovny, and that was pretty cool. And they actually shot the Manor Astro Man trailer that said Astro Technologies for uh, a, a short little clip in the X-Files, and uh, Richard Davies came out to that show that night. Is it really in the X-Files? Did you check to see if they actually used it? I did not see the episode. I heard that it was. They definitely filmed it um, uh, because we saw them filming it as like a – because it kind of had this whole kind of uh, FBI kind of uh, look. It was like a plain white trailer with unmarked stuff. And, yeah, so they definitely filmed it. I didn't ever see it. I kind of got off the – X-Files tip about the fourth season. That show does not hold up, does it? And thank you very much for keeping to talk to me for so long. Sure, I really sure. appreciate it, Bird Stuff. I can hear the van opening and closing. You're a real pro at this, Bird Stuff. Well, I'm trying to get out of loading in right now, so I, I'm, I'm much more interested in getting... Um, uh, wor- getting out of loading in than actually talking about myself. Oh, well, the way you're doing work, you're getting word out for the show tonight. Again, right. we're speaking here live to Bird Stuff from Man or Astroman, who are playing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Biltmore Cabaret, and you're up against the Swans playing tonight at the Rickshaw. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's it's funny. I just saw a thing. Uh, somebody forwarded me a thing. You know. Uh, uh, the Electrical Audio website has a section of the website uh, uh, called Crap Not Crap, and uh, there was uh, there was a thing where it was, uh, should I go see Man or Astro Man or should I go see the Swans? And it just got in this funny um, conversation about who was better, Michael Gira or Coco the Electronic Monkey Wizard. And I think that's about as odd of a musical comparisons as, as there ever has been in music. So maybe we can get Michael Gira and Coco to do a project together at some point. For people that knew nothing or know nothing about Man or Asterman, what movie gave you the most exposure? You mentioned there might have been a tiny bit of exposure on TV with The X-Files. Was there any movie you're in that has like a big picture of you in the background or something like that? 
Uh, oh, you know, we were in, we did in a lot of really bad movies. Um, we, uh, there's a poster in a movie called Small Soldiers, which is like a movie about action figures coming to life. And we have a song in a Carrot Top movie called Chairman of the Board. And we have a song in a really bad Danny DeVito movie called Screwed. And we, we've been in a lot of bad movies. We have no shame. Bird stuff, Gadsden, Alabama is pretty yes. popular these days because the rapper Yellow Wolf is from there. What's Gadsden, Alabama well, I, I, I like? I think he's from Coleman, Alabama, but yeah, close enough. What's Gadsden like? Uh, Gadsden is right next to Anniston, which has had a lot of uh, crazy um, uh, chemical um, pollution, and also it has uh, what used to be the world's largest chair and now is the second largest chair in the world. He told me, I interviewed him, that the shopping mall there has shag carpet. The shopping mall. I, I, I cannot attest to that, although I am a fan of shag carpet uh, if it's on the ceiling like in the jungle room in Graceland. Only. If shag carpet has to be on the ceiling. Well, thanks so much for phoning into the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, Bird Stuff, from Man or Asterman. Really appreciate it. Going to end now with Man or Asterman live. Yes. Man or Asterman live on the homo. I thought well, are, you, are, are you talking to me? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay, was, oh, okay, say it again. I was waiting for you to fill in the dots there. Oh, I'm just, oh I'm, I've, I've just been so focused on getting my... Uh, do do the loot do right. I'm I'm sorry you threw me off. Oh no no problem. No, I was gonna say Brian Bird stuff from Man or Asterman. Gonna end an art party human serviette radio show here with Man or Asterman live at the Biltmore tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, home of uh, Nardwar, the Smugglers, Dave Wisdom, the U Jerk, a lot of uh, brilliant things, and we're here to uh, share in your heritage of space robotic rock. So please come out tonight. Oh, that's incredible. Thank you again for covering the U-Jerks, David yes, Wisdom. you're welcome. That was, uh, what a great EP. Polygram, 1983, I believe. But actually, I was going to end on, actually, Quintessence, more like 1980. I don't think it ever did come out in Polygram. They might have actually been signed there, but it never was released. Mm, maybe. Oh, really? I thought I had a copy of it, like a promo copy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll go back and check my collection. Actually, it sounds like something that you may have been sent that I've never seen because there may have only been a few copies made. That's incredible. That is a rarity. Wow. Yeah, well, if I do, I will send it to you. Or even a scan would be incredible. I'd okay, love to we'll see do. that. Well, what am I talking about? No, of course I'd love the whole thing there, Brian. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say... Brian, Manorasterman, bird stuff, live transmissions from Uranus. That, that, well, that's true. That's where it all happens. And that, that's where it's going to happen tonight. That's where if, you, if you come out especially. That's where we're going to end with right now. What can you tell the people about what I'm going to play now, this live album, live transmissions? Is it live? What can you tell the people? Uh, yeah, it was recorded in 1994 in Gainesville when we were uh, very close to still being teenage aliens. And... Um, it's uh, got a lot of uh, pretty fine stage banter on it. Um, in fact, uh, I, I, and somebody just told me, I'm sorry to keep talking, but somebody just told me that there was, there was somebody that recorded an Elvis record that they didn't have rights to like the master and the sync of the songs, but they had rights to the performance, which meant they had rights to all of Elvis's ramblings in between songs. And I guess there's this album of just in-between song banter that Elvis has. And I want to put out an LP that's just uh, stage banter, because that, that, that's where our strength lies. 
And I think Thurston Moore famously did that with Venom, didn't he? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, he did. That, and that's pretty brilliant, too. Yeah. And I think that was brought up, actually, in that We Never Learn book. I think Tim Warren said that that was the best record that Sonic Youth ever put out with the Venom stage banter. And that may be true. That may very well be true. Baboom. Well, thanks so much, Birdstuff, from Man or Astroman. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? You know, I don't know. Just uh, I, w- I would say if you really want to see um, tomorrow's technology brought to you in the future from the past, in the future tense of uh, seeing uh, something that's uh, twice the effort for half the result, if you want to see a guy load a bunch of stuff on stage for um, for no good reason, who that makes no sense, and see. Um, I, here, here's the thing: we're not a, we're not a reunion band. We're a reenactment band. So if you want to relive 1996. Please come out tonight. And I love that you say that because the Pointed Sticks, another legendary band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, you haven't yes. covered them, but you did cover the You Jerks. They said the exact same thing. It's not a reunion; it's a reenactment. Well, you know, you know who 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 uh, said that. You know, uh, Tim Kerr uh, saw us and he said, "Man, you guys were really great, but that was uh, that wasn't a reunion; it was a reenactment." So we're just sticking with that. We're not trying to. Uh, reinvent the will. We're just trying to uh, reinvent the square will. Well, thanks so much, Birdstuff of Manor Asterman. Keep on rocking in the free world and doot doot a loot do. I've been waiting forever to do this and it's doot doot. Alright, see ya. Okay, bye. It's a trick. It's not a woman. They were the first strangers ever to see this miracle. A doctor eager for riches, his wife desperate to recover her youth and beauty, their guide. To obtain this knowledge, they had crossed a thousand miles of jungle, menaced by wild beasts, at the mercy of savage hordes. Now the dread secret of rejuvenation was hers, obtained at a frightful price.
welcome to this earth. You made it the charnel house. Conrad Udo. 